Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media as we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors, uh, and uh, got to make sure you guys follow us on social media on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Also, hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Our sponsors every morning are Wilson County Hyundai. To make them a part of your new car buying experience, Check them out in Lebanon or at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. The Bone & Joint Institute, BoneAndJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. And Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That's better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about a health plan for you at FBHP.com slash ATOZ. So, Zach, uh, both of us, we asked everybody and we answered the question yesterday. Big deal, small deal, or no deal that A.J. Brown was not showing up to voluntary uh, team off-season workouts that started yesterday for the Titans. I answered no deal that he did not show up because he wants a new contract. And that makes sense. A.J. Brown's going in the last year of his rookie deal and wants a contract. Zach, even after all the things I'm going to have you run through that happened yesterday. <laughs> how, how can you say this? I like morally, believe- how can, you are in denial. How can no, you not, say I'm what you're denial. about to say? I'm not in denial. I'll let because, you say it, but okay, I don't understand. Because A.J. Brown not showing up to April 18th off-season workouts that are voluntary is still a no deal. The only time this will become any type of deal is when A.J. Brown starts missing mandatory work where he will be fined if he misses a mandatory minicamp or a mandatory workout or mandatory training camp practice. That is the only time it will be more than a no deal. So I say that. I'm still sticking to that. But a lot of stuff went down yesterday. Which makes Twitter. no sense. You cannot literally, you cannot say that it is no deal is- when A.J. Brown literally made it a deal. You can look at the screen just like all of our other viewers as he went firestorm yesterday yeah. in the way that A.J. Brown does and says, I'm a diva and a bad teammate, very sarcastically, all of a sudden, LOL, okay, do you or do what you have to do then and and so I will talking about the contract but you can't say it's a no deal when literally your boy AJ Brown who we were talking about made it a deal yesterday he it's, made it no, a deal no 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 no, no he no, did no. that was idiot. you want to read that again no, yeah I know I read it I read it and AJ Brown we know AJ Brown uses twitter.com very freely uh, he a lot of times thinks, at least he's able to, you know, and he did look, he didn't delete this either. Right. Like he did not delete this, which is usually his MO was to, is to delete things quickly after he hits the send button. But that's because AJ Brown was responding to a bunch of people who make dumb comments like this. This is just two little snippets of the A to Z sports Nashville Facebook post that was reporting the Adam Schefter story that A.J. Brown wasn't going to show up. And there was like 250-plus comments, and I grabbed like six of them that are just asinine. Ken, trade him. Big money for these high-priced guys have killed basketball and now football. They get the money, then quit showing up or hurt all the time. 
Titans should have learned from Hainsworth. AJ didn't show last year. Surprising him, all probably had the same agent. Uh, Larry, Larry's a, a, a you know a multiple offender here in this screenshot. Brown can go. We'll draft another receiver. Don't like his attitude. Like he that good, please. Then Larry says he can go because he's always hurt. Drops a lot of open passes. Adkins, maybe the trade capital be worth it. He wasn't healthy all year. And then uh, I cut his name off. But I can't stand when athletes do this. I get you had a great year, want more money, but if the tables turn, you suck in the middle of a contract year. Should they be able to give you less? So all of those stupid people making dumb comments. Larry Make it Quine, a deal. Make it a deal. No, no, it's a no. deal. Zach, well, look, my, like, two, it takes two to tango, and then no, you have on, two on, parties tangoing. That's why. Come on, let me finish my rant. I, Austin Stanley, do not change my opinion based on the comments of idiots. <laughs> it is a no deal. AJ Brown not showing up to voluntary workouts the day after Easter is absolutely a no deal. I don't care what happened yesterday. It's a no deal. Until AJ gets fined for missing something, it is a no deal. It's a no deal. If there is a circus going on, it's still a circus. This it, this justifies it that it is a deal. It yes. is a deal between two individuals or one individual and a group of people. The individual is AJ Brown and the other one is idiots. Look, it still makes it a deal. And so it's, it's no, it's not a deal. It, and thank you, Roy. Thank you. The head damn coach wasn't there. If the head coach isn't there, I don't care who else is it. Because what does the head coach not being there say about what yesterday was? It doesn't mean a damn thing. Well, so let me ask you this, because Darren brings up a good question. And I'll let you answer this. Then why did AJ care what the clown said? If it wasn't a deal, now, and, and I want you to answer this. If yeah. it wasn't a deal, why did AJ Brown go to Twitter and go to his phone to tweet out something about these clown emojis because AJ Brown is 24 years old. AJ Brown is very emotional for the good and for the bad, this being for the bad, but a lot of his play is for the good. And AJ Brown is also very reactive that he goes hand in hand with being emotional and Dre adds because he's also human. No, 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 no. But AJ Brown, Dre, you're is, getting the thumbs down of the show because you cannot justify reacting to a bunch of idiots as just being human. You can be human and not react to idiots on Twitter or on Facebook. Come right, on. Well, and no, we'll say this: AJ Brown did not see a single one of those comments on Facebook. But, <laughs> but, 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 but that's not you. That's not human. You can't justify it. He's human. Ah, no, you know, well, you know is. what? I'm human too, and I don't tweet stuff like that. Right, but because you're also not 24 years old in 2022. Like, I think a lot of, you know, people, in A.J. Brown's uh, generation, they are a lot, they live through this thing. He's had Twitter since he was probably in middle school. I didn't have Twitter. I don't know when I got Twitter. But again, so my, my point is, A.J. Brown is emotional, he's reactive, and he's 24 years old, and he lives through Twitter. A lot of, some people, a lot of people don't. Like that's that's what AJ Brown. That's who he is. It, it's part of what makes him good. 
because it fuels him to be great because he is great, but he also steps in it and responds to people he shouldn't be responding to. So, so Joseph brings up the fact that AJ needs to mature. Does that affect this contract negotiation? His immaturities, as you have described them, Austin, the reason why he is going after these clowns in the Facebook and Twitter comments calling and sarcastically saying he's a diva and t- I, a bad teammate, I, which we all know, look, at least all, you and I both know he is not a diva or a, oh, well, he's, I, he's also, not a bad teammate. I'll, not, I'll, let's let's say that. He's not a bad teammate. But does his lack of maturity, because no. that's kind of what you're saying, he's 24. Not, do not make me say that. I am not saying that A.J. Brown is an immature Brad or A.J. is an immature no, no, no. diva. But you but, did say, you did say because of his youth, Youth is called, you mature as you get older. So yes. you are insinuating so he, that. Uh, but again, I never I don't said think, brat. You said but, brat. Okay. Again, but I don't, I don't want anybody misconstruing what I think. Uh, I don't think he's too immature. He's just, he is you what he is. You think that he is immature? I No, I, I think he will continue to mature. I think off the field and how he goes about his life, I think he's got a lot of maturity to him as well. But with social media, He's free lips, free fingers, and he just lets it go. And so I'll say it. So look, I'll say it. AJ Brown's actions over the last year on Twitter with him deleting tweets, it does show immaturity. You cannot, I mean, I don't think you can deny that. It's okay. I mean, it's fine. It's, It's okay. But him having to delete a bunch of tweets, I think does show that. I don't think that he is a bad teammate whatsoever. All I said yesterday is that this is a deal and it has become a deal because of all the surrounding pieces with what has been going on with his contract. And so I asked those questions. Do you think that this will impact his contract? Because let's just say this. If I'm the Tennessee Titans and John Robinson and I'm negotiating with the agent, this is a part of it. Uh, This is how I'm going to get some money back, a part of the deal to say, look, Derrick Henry doesn't tweet out any of these things. Correct. I, again, I Ryan Tannehill well, yeah. doesn't tweet out of any of these well, things. Because, he got a hundred million dollar contract. Yes, and you know, not who's name another Titans player who tweets like AJ Brown does. It, it does not. It does not mean that he is an immature person. AJ Brown's Twitter habits will not impact his future contract. His his knees will. It's his it's his knees, his overall health, and his ability to catch the football and score touchdowns. That will impact AJ Brown's contract, not his damn Twitter habits or his ability to tweet something and then quickly delete it. That is all that that's just AJ being AJ. No, 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 no. We Austin, you got to call a spade a spade over the last several years, AJ Brown tweeting and then deleting those tweets. You and I both know how that works. And I'll just go ahead and explain something to you. It's not the fact of, him just thinking twice and deleting it. He's being instructed. Oh, yeah, uh, Jerome, let me just go ahead and tell you. That's not how this works. If he deletes tweets, maybe he thought second about it. No, that he's got a PR team around him for the Tennessee Titans texting him and say, hey, take that down. That's probably, oh, yeah. that's, that's their job. Uh, I, yeah. But their and, job, if you have to have somebody that texts you to take a tweet down, that that does show some immaturity. It doesn't mean that he won't mature and change and grow up. I look, he's 24. We talked about it. Here's a good point. <laughs> Somebody brings up uh kid says Taylor Lawan is 30 and tweets like AJ, right? Like Lawan, that's who Lawan is. 
And look, Lawan's made a big business out of it. But Lawan is not going after a contract, right? This is not Lawan. That is not, this is not the state of Lawan like it was a few years ago. But what did Taylor Lawan do when he was in a contract year? Taylor Lawan did not show up to mandatory minicamp. He got fined $84,000 because he was sending a message that he is not going to show up without being uh, paid a lot of freaking money. And he also plays a different position. We all know that, and we're going to talk a lot about the word diva at the bottom of the screen. Left tackles aren't divas. I would say Taylor Lawan, and I wouldn't even call him a diva, but he's the most outspoken left tackle probably in the history of left tackles in the National Football League. Nobody cares about left tackles. Everybody cares about wide receivers. The movement of Devontae Adams and Tyree Kill, the pay of DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, all of these guys, Julio Jones going back and forth in, in, in trades over the last year. Like that. That is what people talk about in the NFL. And A.J. Brown, deservedly so, is at the forefront of that because he's a top wide receiver. Yeah, and he's playing a game. Like, A.J. Brown is playing the game of business in the NFL. And in in this offseason, this is what happens with wide receivers. And wide receivers know that they are worth a lot now. Like It's the second highest paid position outside of quarterback is the wide receiver this offseason. It is skyrocketed, and A.J. Brown wants some of that because he deserves some of that. And to the guy who just said on Facebook, uh, that uh, Jordan, I uh, wouldn't even be mad if A.J. Brown leaves. Like, dude, did you just become a Titans fan in 2019 and just expect that they have 1,000-yard receivers every year? Because that's not how this works with the Tennessee Titans. They have been searching for decades, plural, to find somebody like A.J. Brown, and they got him. This is a game. It doesn't mean anything. It's contract negotiations. And in 2022, social media is an avenue for contract negotiations. And removing your, you know, Tennessee or your location or your team from your Twitter bio is a silly way of contract negotiations. Yeah, but that's yeah, yeah. What what's your What's that keyword? Silly. So but that's, that but shows, that's the game. But that does show immaturity. But, but how do we know? You know, look, look. Devo Samuel did this with the Niners. Devo Samuel and A.J. Brown had the same agent. So maybe it's the agent, Tory Danny, saying, hey, A.J., it's time to take Tennessee off the Twitter bio. Just like Devo did it two weeks ago, it's your time to do this now. It's all a bunch of nothing. It's all a bunch of nothing. It's ridiculous. It's A.J. Brown's missing a, a voluntary workout where there is literally no football involved. It's just working, lifting and conditioning. And he's not there because he wants a new contract. It's voluntary. The it's a no deal. reason why this is, is because if otherwise, AJ, and we, we'll talk about his tweet, AJ notoriously is a very good teammate. And he is, he right? Is, That's who yes, he is. Yes. So this is a unique situation where he doesn't show up to something that he ordinarily would because yeah. he's such a good teammate. But not showing up to this doesn't mean you're a bad teammate. No, it doesn't. I agree with you. I, I it heard, doesn't. I heard Ramon Foster this morning. Ramon Foster on the zone was talking about he didn't show up after he got to like year four. He didn't show up until the second week. He said, because ben he Robinson, plays offensive line. Nobody gives a damn. Okay, how about this? That I was about to say before you cut me off. He said Ben Roethlisberger didn't show up for the first two weeks. The whole first phase, Ben Roethlisberger didn't care. Like, it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't well, matter. That shows Ben Roethlisberger's immaturity at the time of his life, too. <laughs> I mean, what, two years that's, ago? That's, that is, no, you're talking about when he started. No, no, no. 
over the course of Ben Roethlisberger's, like the, the long term of his career, he would not show up once he was a veteran would not show up until they got to phase two. Yeah. Like, but also, and here, here's the unique part about it is Ben Roethlisberger had already won a Super Bowl when he did that. You know who hasn't won a Super Bowl? Ryan Tannehill or AJ Brown. There's difference. And I'll say this go watch. No, 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 no. I want you. I, I, I Eric Henry's this. not there. Who cares? Well, I'll tell you why it does. I believe that it matters. And I'll tell you uh, an old story about the 2002 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And you should go watch. You know, that, list, but do you, are, do you want me to, are you going to listen? Okay. Or are you going to, are you going to listen? Do you know what I'm going to say? No, go for it. And I'm going to, so listen. In 2002, okay. go watch America's Game. Because it's I'm a great documentary. Right? Yeah, if you've never watched the 2002 Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Go watch America's game. And one of the things Warren Sapp said, and Warren Sapp, that was a good team. That was a great team, honestly, with sure. John Lynch, Derek Brooks, Simeon Rice, Rondé Barber. You know who didn't show up that year? Keyshawn Johnson. Keyshawn Johnson didn't show up. And Warren Sapp and all, and it, look, it's a story, and I'm going to get to the point of it, mm -hmm. is Warren, you can roll your eyes all you want, Austin, but Warren Sapp waiting. sat there and, and he said, as a team, you practice together. That is when you grow. And you know what they did that year? They won a damn Super Bowl because of the core of their team. These things do matter. And I think once you win a Super Bowl, maybe it matters less like Ben Roethlisberger. But until after you come off of a three-pick interception game and, and A.J. Brown, I understand the philosophy. I do. And I don't I, – I probably – and I'll sit here and tell you this. If I was A.J. Brown – I do the same damn thing. Sure. Okay. Let me, let me follow uh, up with your story. As far as mission practice, but but the silliness surrounding it, I probably could do All without. Right. Let me follow up with your story. That's irrelevant. Two thousand two. What iPhone was out, Zach? I'll play your game. What iPhone was out in two thousand two? It's the premise of the story. Did you listen to the story? Answer the question. Did you listen to the story? Yeah, I did. I what what was story. the moral of the story? Is that you grow in April? But you know what? Also, is different. Twenty years. Later, 20 full years later from the story you just told, Zach, is the NFL is different. In 2002, guys did not have the type of personal trainers and personal training regiment outside the facility like they do 20 years now. Come on. That's being irrelevant. with your teammates is not a good oh thing. Oh my God. It's Zach. They like the NFL has changed so much. In 20 years, you cannot, you cannot the tell me the moral of the story. The reason why I, I brought care. it up, you don't get what well, no, you should the moral care. Of the story is, is, is that, that is that if you have not accomplished your goal and you just got ousted uh, as the number one pick in the AFC, I think that this stuff does matter. It's look, it does I understand not, the strategy, but it, it does matter. It does not matter. Zach, in 2002, you probably didn't even have a cell phone. In 2002, your parents' cell phone had an antenna that you pulled out of it. Nobody, Nothing that happened in 2002 means anything in 2022 regarding the NFL. Working together doesn't matter. It, no, no, no. I'm going to ask you a question. Working April, together, it, it doesn't matter? No. In April, it does not. In April, it does not. The game has changed. There have been like three CBAs since then. They have changed so much 
about what happened in 2002 in April and 2022 in April. It is completely different. (laughs) I think circumstantially it does matter when you had a team that fell extremely short of their expectation after being the number one seed in the AFC. then, Then come at the head coach with the same energy, right? Then come after Mike Vrabel with the same energy for not being there because that tells me all I need to know. I, Mike Vrabel not being there yesterday tells me all I need to know about how the Titans, as an organization, view off-season workouts. It's an opportunity to work together. That's all it is. All right. Let's let's ask this question before we get too deep into the show. Is A.J. Brown being a diva, yes or no? It's just a yes or no. Is A.J. Brown being a diva, yes or no? But first, let me tell you guys about the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever uh, you get hurt in life, know who to go to, know who to trust, boneandjointtn.org in Franklin, Thompson Station, Brentwood, and in Spring Hill. Again, boneandjointtn.org. It is Sports. We are powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. You can... Look, if you're a new user, we got you the hookup. New users, if they use the promo code ATOZ200, you get a $10 Moneyline wager. That can win you $200 if either team hits a three-point shot tonight in the NBA. Threes were flying last night with Klay Thompson and Steph Curry, if you watched any of that game. That was an electric game last night as the Nuggets were up by 12, and then you blink twice, and all of a sudden the Warriors are up by 11. I mean, that's that's how they play entertaining NBA basketball playoffs are on their way. Download the app today. That's bet MGM. All right. So is AJ Brown being a diva? Yes or no? That is the question because AJ Brown tweeted out about, yes, he's a diva. He's also a bad teammate all of a sudden because uh, Titans fans are calling him out. Uh, Do what you have to do then. And so will I says AJ Brown. So is AJ Brown being a diva. I'm just going to roll through uh, comments. MB says, no diva comments get thrown around way too much. Mark says, no, the ones complaining are being divas. Drew says he's Antonio Brown 2.0. Yes, which means 2.0 means he's even crazier than the original AJ uh, Antonio Brown, which I think is ridiculous. Uh, Michael says, no. Jared, uh, Jared says, no. Larry says, yeah. Hey, there's Larry. There's Larry. Larry's in the chat today. There's Larry. He's got two comments there. Larry, he can go because he's always hurt and drops a lot of open passes. Hey, Larry, what's going on? We called you out earlier uh, here live on the show. So, uh, Zach, what are you seeing from the comments there? Uh, is A.J. Brown a diva, yes or no? Well, I thought you could continue to read. I mean, there's a ton more comments. So Justin comments, says yeah. no. Jared says no. No from Mark. Brent says no. Manny says no. Marquis says no. Hell no from Josh. Michael says no. So, overall, look. Gator said Gator hater because uh, uh, that would be that would be discriminatory if I called him a Gator because he obviously is a Seminole fan. Yes, tough, tough, uh, tough rolling for for Gator hater in the Seminoles as of now. He says yes, but what NFL player is not a diva? Uh, well, Nika a says, uh, huh? There's a lot of NFL players that are not. Well, let's say superstar wide receivers. I mean, go through them. I actually oh, think Gator Hater has a point. Go look, through the top 10 wide receivers. I would say the higher percentage goes to Diva. There are there are two positions in football that need a certain type of attitude to thrive at their position. Wide receiver and cornerback. Because those two positions 
are on such an island where there's a tension one-on-one and everybody can watch them fail or succeed that those two positions tend to be the most theatrical positions in the sport. (laughs) That that's just how the personalities tend to be at those two spots. So I, I think the funny thing is, is that actually, uh, Literally, A.J. Brown was incorrect with this because he said, do what you have to do then, and so will I. He's talking to the Titans, right? They don't actually have to. He's talking to Titans fans. What, to do what they have to do? Yeah, the Titans fans. The whole, whole, yes, he is talking to Titans fans. That's why he responded to this. Read the last sentence. Yeah, it's very hard to read. Do what you have to do then, and so will I. He's talking to Titans fans. I'm a diva and a bad teammate all of a sudden. LOL, okay. Do what you have to do then and so will I. What does that mean? I don't know. (laughs) He's talking to Titans fans who are calling his ass out. I thought he was talking to insinuating, and again, this is the problem with Twitter. You can take it as you want, but I thought he was saying, do what you have to do then and so will I talking to the Titans to say, get a deal done and I will show up. Do you see what I'm saying? That's how I, I mean, read that. That, that could Doesn't be that it. make sense? Yeah, I mean, it could be, but I don't know. The Titans didn't do anything. The Titans have not said or done anything this offseason that have that would make A.J. Brown respond like that. It's just Titans well, fans. They haven't signed him a contract. I mean, Yes, but they have said on, like, Mike Vrabel literally went on the Rich Eisen show last week and said that as long as I'm the head coach, we want A.J. Brown here. He's not being traded. Mike, uh, John Robinson has said multiple times on the uh, record at owners' meetings, at the combine, it, to anybody. Well, if, John, if then then AJ Brown should have showed up if he believed those words, right? It, those it, words again, don't mean anything. But it's just a negotiation, Zach. I, like, I understand just, that, but do what you have to do. Then and so will I. It, I took that as he's telling the team get the deal done and I show up because the, all the hoopla is based on Adam Schefter's report yesterday morning saying that certain guys will not show up based on not having contracts. Right. Because that's a part of negotiating for a new contract is that you don't show up to things that you don't have to, to send a message. And then again, the real thing hits with a mandatory minicamp that comes up in June is will AJ Brown have a deal yet or will he not show up or will he show up without a deal? I don't know. That's what we're going to wait on. But again, right. Rockstar says, Zach, he's talking to the fans. Zavelli says he's talking to the fans, trying to tarnish his image. He's talking to the fans t- for Titans Kyle. Meaning Look, calling that doesn't me make out any sense. That- Do what, like, that doesn't literally, it makes no sense to say to the fans, do what you have to do then. Which is and- calling them out and he's going to take care of his business. The but Titans what do they have to do? Nothing. I, I don't know. AJ, AJ talks half the time. I don't understand what he's saying. It didn't make any sense. That's why I say he can't be talking to fans. I agree. I agree. But he's calling out the fans because the fans are the ones like Larry and all these people over here, like Ken and like uh, Mike. Uh, I don't really like players acting like this. And Adkins and the other guy up top that I cut off his name. Uh, like, like he's talking to them. Like that's but who he's it, talking. It, it doesn't like make any sense. He makes zero sense. That, that what he said Makes zero sense to who you are claiming he's saying it to, which is okay. And look, Jay says that's not what he's saying, Zach, but whatever fits your narrative. I'm not trying to find out a narrative. He just was not clear. <laughs> like, say what you mean and mean what you say. That's the premise of what Twitter should be. 
It is opposite of actually what happens is all this cryptic BS on Twitter drives me crazy. I hate Twitter. I run a social media company. Twitter is my least favorite. I, it's not even my least favorite. No, hate I hate it. it. Yeah, I physically it. Yes. and mentally hate it because all these people want to get rich off Twitter. You don't get rich off Twitter. That's not how it works. And so is he a diva? So define diva, right? A famous uh, self-important person who is difficult to please. That's how, uh, that's how you would describe difficult to please. I would say my, my final answer is AJ Brown, a diva. My answer is no, I do not think he is a difficult person to please. I think right now he is in a situation where he wants something and the other side has just not given it to him yet. Right. So as we've talked about, there is strategy involved. Yes. Is he an actual diva? No. Is Terrell Owens and Chad Ochocinco and Antonio Brown, are those divas? Yes. Is AJ in that same category as a person? No, he is not. I agree. AJ Brown, the human being, is not a diva. Is he on Twitter probably too much? Yes. <laughs> Do the Titans, are the Titans media relations team probably frustrated at AJ Brown's consistency to tweet crazy things and then maybe delete them and then send cryptic things out there too? Yeah, they probably, because they have to deal with the uh, lesser, uh, just the fans that take things too seriously, right? Because it does not matter that AJ Brown is missing a workout in April. And that's all I want to say here. He is not a diva. He is just in a negotiation for contract extension. The Titans are working towards giving him that. Diana Rossini reported that yesterday too. And that's not anything new. It's they're working towards it. It's just not here yet. Because when do the Titans extend players? July. I've been, t- I, I have my prediction. AJ Brown's contract uh, extension will happen between July tw- uh, 15th and July 31st. That's when it's going to happen. And those 16 days is when it will happen. Because so that's what John Robinson mini camp? Huh? When is mandatory minicamp? Like June 12th-ish, something around there. Will AJ Brown show up to mandatory minicamp? Without a contract? We talked about this yesterday. I said that I don't think he will. So, which he'll right, probably stand find by around because if he doesn't get a contract till July, then he's gonna stand pat. Or is this just that he's not showing up to voluntary workouts? We don't know. We'll we'll find out in June. That's the first mandatory event that comes up. Lawan's the last guy who did this and did not show up to mandatory minicamp because he was holding out for a contract, right? And then it got done in late July, right before camp started. The other uh, situation that we did not see play out properly or normally is Derrick Henry's franchise tag because that happened in 2020 when there was no offseason program because of COVID and Derrick Henry got his contract, I believe, on July 15th on the dot. I think that's when Derrick Henry got his deal. So, but we did not, there was no minicamp to see how Derrick Henry would have handled that. Let's stop talking about the actions or lack thereof of A.J. Brown, and let's talk about like what his value is within the negotiations. Diana Rossini, as she reported yesterday, that they are working towards a deal. That's good information. This morning, I thought Diana Rossini tweeted out something. I mean, I, I give this a love, right? I think Diana Rossini is getting the love of the show. Okay. And here's why. This is what she tweeted out. This is... Uh, 
essentially her quote, but it's no secret that Brown is truly the only playmaker on this team. Henry needs the offensive line to block. Brown only needs the ball thrown his way. He creates his own production. There is a difference between productive player and a playmaker. A.J. Brown is both. I honestly don't know who she was quoting, but whoever said that, if that was Diana Rossini's thought or if that's somebody else that said that, I'm giving that the love of the show. That's that's interesting because for the longest time, the wide receiver has been the most dependent position in all football because they depend on the offensive line to block. They depend on the quarterback uh, to make the right read and to have time. And they depend on the coverage to have them be the correct read. So that, that's an interesting way to put it. Uh, and I guess some guys are just different. Some wide receivers you force feed. Others are dependent on the situation. Nick Westbrook-Akine, dependent on the situation. A.J. Brown, feeding the damn ball. Well, yeah. And look, look at the height of Julio Jones's career. Matt Ryan, Matty Ice, he was throwing that ball up to 11, and 11 was coming down with it, right? I mean, it's just that type of wide receiver. And A.J. Brown, and Devontae Adams is one of those guys, as we know. You throw it to him, and he finds a way to catch it. DeAndre Hopkins is another one of those guys. You throw it up to him. I think the issue, as you have stated, and we all have stated on this show, is the Titans don't do that enough. Right. Right? Yeah. G-Man, G-Man says, AJ's agent sent that for her to copy and paste like Schefter. That's pretty fun. And, and I agree with Max. That's an oversimplification of the wide receiver position. I, I definitely agree. And here's a good comment from Mark. I have an odd comment for everyone. Why not try supporting the players on the team, literally attacking the players on the team that you supposedly support? It is funny of how a lot of times fans immediately jump to the side of the billionaire owner team franchise instead of the player who wants to be paid for what he's worth. Well, it just- no, I look, that's not funny. Yeah, that's not unique because fans do understand that you have to structure your team in the right way so you don't crash and burn like Floyd Reese and the Tennessee Titans did after that like 05 season. They, they they just had to break everything up. The Beatles, they they broke up. Yoko Ono came in town. That's what happened. So I think fans are very cognizant that you want to structure team-friendly deals. So, and here's a great example, you can be more like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You can go out and sign players because you're spread across and you're not just paying $50 million to your quarterback. That so fans, I actually give I I'm I'm not disagreeing with the comments, but I think fans are a little bit more cognizant of that, and their love is not for the player; their love is for the team, right? It, and that, but they and should also just like be, everything. I hated Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin became uh, came to my right, school yeah. that I'm alumni. I like Lane Kiffin. It yep, changes the game. Would. I told you you would. All right, uh, so let's so let's switch to another guy that needs to be discussed, and that is Ryan Tannehill. And we have a lot to get to with Tannehill. Tannehill no-shows uh, at Titans workout. Is that fair or foul for Ryan Tannehill to not show up to Titans office and workout? But first, act tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Go online, look at their inventory. They got full-size SUVs like the Palisade. They got the Ionic, 
which is an electric car. You can order that bad boy from Wilson County Hyundai because gas prices are through the roof. The Sonata, which I own, which is fuel efficient. They've got the Elantra, the Santa Fe. They literally have your perfect make and model for you and your family. Maybe you're buying a car for your son or daughter who's turning sweet 16. Maybe it's your wife uh, because you're starting a new family. Who knows? Payne Bone, the owner of Wilson County Hyundai, family-owned and operated, can hook you up with a great deal. Go online or test drive WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Don't forget, download the BetMGM app, and you can uh, be a winner. If you're a new user, download the BetMGM app today. Use our code ATOZ200. That's ATOZ200. All you got to do is put a $10 Moneyline wager on any NBA game tonight, uh, and you will win 200 bucks in free bets when either team in that game hits a three-point shot. Zach, I went 3-0 last night thanks to the assist. Uh, to you with Brunson over, Steph Curry over, and then I took 76ers minus 7.5, and, and that was a no-sweat uh, win right there for me. So a good profit night for me with the NBA playoffs. It can't be for you. With a new user, all it is, ATOZ200, code ATOZ200, and $10 Moneyline wager wins you 200 bucks in free bets when either team in that game hits a three-point shot. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee-only new customer offer. All promotions have to qualification eligible requirements. Rewards issued with non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expiring seven days. For problem game support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Ryan Tannehill, Zach, did not show up for voluntary team workouts. Is that fair or foul? There, there's some, there's some interesting comments. I uh, got a lot of Tana no shows. Steven says that it's fair. Uh, Tana choke from Drew, and you're gonna get these comments after throwing three interceptions. It's foul from Chris. 100 fair from Don- Donald though. Just to talk about the the people that don't go to voluntary workouts. Ryan says foul. There's an elephant in the room. It's Tannehill. He needs all the reps possible with the offensive coordinator. He has still yet to answer his bad playoff performance. So let's stop there. Let's stop there on Ryan. Leave Ryan's comment there because I think Ryan's correct in a couple ways that there is an elephant in the room and it's Ryan Tannehill because Ryan Tannehill spoke after the playoff loss to the Bengals and really did not take the responsibility that I think a lot of people wish he would have immediately after the game. Then he did not show up for locker room cleanup, which he has not uh, throughout his career in Tennessee. He's not shown up to that spot. But here's where Ryan was wrong. He needs all the reps possible with his offense. There are zero reps right now. There's zero reps. There is no football. The coaches are not allowed on the field. There is zero football happening in these workouts. It is literally... Weight room activity, it is literally uh, conditioning on the field for 90 minutes a day with zero football involved, no offensive coordinator, no quarterback coach working with players, and then they have a total of four hours of work a day. That's all this is right now. So we have to remember that of what this is. There's zero football involved. It's weightlifting and conditioning. That's it. So now that you know that, does that change any of your answers? You'd have to ask them. I mean, I, I know what it is. I've covered the team for no, 12 I, I years. Know, I know you do. I know <laughs> so for uh, me, it's fair for him to not be there. And I agree with Buck. And if you go to a to sports.com, Buck wrote a great column yesterday about the optics of Ryan Tannehill not being there. It's only bad for the optics. And yeah, the elephant in the room that Ryan said is correct. 
It's Ryan Tannehill. But guess what? When Ryan Tannehill shows up, the media is going to be there to ask him the same damn question they've been waiting to ask him for three months. Because he didn't answer it at his closing interview. Right. That's why it's foul. Nobody forgets. I I I, and I, think I agree. I think it's fair because it's not fair. It, it it's not fair. It it is foul because of what has occurred. Right? It is optics. I know what off season workouts are. I know half of off season workouts are optics. What did we talk about? AJ Brown missing. It's optics. It's not because he's a bad teammate or a diva. We established that he's a good teammate. He's not a diva. It's because of optics. So be cognizant and aware of your surroundings and the perception of you because perception does matter. Ryan Tannehill, we've kind of always said this year, AFC got a lot more difficult for him to climb that ladder and get a number one seed in the AFC like he did last year. Probably not going to happen. Now it could because the ball can roll any way that it wants, but it is foul because Ryan Tannehill, if he fails this year, I believe this is my opinion. He will not be the Tennessee Titans starting quarterback the following year. Sure. I don't know where that places him in the hierarchy of starting quarterbacks to get another opportunity, right? It it doesn't mean that he won't, but he will now have to kind of start over. Right now, he has a secure job. The optics, I do believe, are important based on what the chat said, which is Ryan Tannehill is coming off of one of the worst playoff performances in the history of the NFL. Let me say that one of the worst playoff performances in the history of the NFL. He had home field advantage. He was playing a lesser seed and he threw three interceptions, his first and his last throw Uh, optics. I do think are important to certain quarterbacks. I don't think optics are important to Patrick Mahomes or Russell Wilson or Aaron, or Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers in the same situation, right? He had a bad playoff performance as a one seed and got upset at home with home field advantage, but he's been the back-to-back MVP and just announced yesterday that he's going to play golf with Tom Brady, Pat Mahomes, and Josh Allen. But Rogers Aaron Rodgers is not trying to be an elite quarterback. Ryan Tannehill is. is. Right. So again, like again, I don't disagree with the optics thing, right? So that's why it's foul. It's not foul because I think you have to look at the entire picture because I saw comments after I said what I said. He needs to be in the film room. Ah. Like he can watch film from wherever the hell he is. Austin, like, it doesn't, I'm going to give you a, a crazy example. Let me give you a crazy example on why optics matter to, they, they matter to things. We, in the history of this show, how many times have we gotten into arguments on this show, Right. Now let's say it steps up even more and we start cussing each other out and going going deep and have a, a hard argument. And then all of a sudden, I don't show up the next day because I'm sick. But that's not The right. optics is that something terrible has happened, right? Yes. The yes. people need to know. We've talked about it. Ryan Tannehill is coming off of one of the worst performances in the NFL. This is the most important offseason of his career. I don't Do you agree or disagree? I don't disagree with that. So I don't. If you if you agree that this is the most important offseason of his career, if I was Ryan Tannehill, I would know that too. And Ryan does. I guarantee he, Ryan Tannehill knows what he did. Yes, and he's he's, not an idiot. he feels terrible about it. Yes. Optics, I think, do matter, right? Yeah. Mark would think that I you killed me or I killed you, right? The optics matter in certain scenarios. 
And in this particular scenario, I believe that it is foul because but, of okay. the optics, All right. not because again, of the actual action of what you do at offseason workouts. No, who I would, I don't know the list of this, but like Tannehill has been consistent with what he's done in the two instances that he's been crapped on for this offseason, right? <clears throat> now, I'm not ta- I'm talking about after the game. He did not show up to locker room cr- clean out day. And he has not done that now three years in a row. That is not what Ryan Tannehill does. Not a lot of players do that. They run so fast out of there to get out of that. Nobody wants to do that. AJ Brown. He also it. had never thrown three picks in a playoff game. Well, he threw like two against the Chiefs and still didn't show up. He threw Wasn't a couple three. Against the, he threw okay, but again, he ended the Ravens game the year before in the playoffs with an interception, and that didn't happen. Like again, he did he does not show up on that day. That is consistent. He also does not show up on the first day of voluntary team uh, activities in April. He's been consistent with that. Here is the difference in the situation with this. The guys who showed up yesterday, Kevin Byard, Ben Jones, those guys live in Nashville basically year-round. I'm sure they have spots in other places. Ryan Tannehill does not live in Nashville year-round. He does not. Derrick Henry does not live in Nashville year-round. The guys who don't live in Nashville year-round don't come back to work out four hours a day of 90 minutes of conditioning and the rest of the time is a weight room workout. They don't want to leave their off-season homes and their families for four hours a day of jogging and weightlifting that they do with their families at home where they live. And I'll say this. That's true. I don't I don't disagree. That is true. But, and there's a but, those guys are not going in to the most important, most critical offseason of their career. They also don't play the most important position in team sport. That is the difference. Again, the actual then, then, workout. Then why is it Mike Vrabel there? That's I come back to that every time because, because Mike Vrabel didn't throw three picks. I, he's the head coach. The head coach wasn't there. That tells you everything you know about how the Titans feel and how the Titans. Every team is different, right? Every head coach is different. Tom Coughlin, you bet your ass they had a hundred percent participation at all, voluntary workouts, right? But they are miserable doing that under Tom Coughlin. Mike Vrabel clearly doesn't give a damn. Mike Rabel wasn't there. It doesn't matter. It's okay. If he trusts the guys who are not there to take care of their stuff. And if they take care of their stuff and show up when they're supposed to work out, we don't know when Tannehill is going to show up. Well, maybe, maybe again, hypothetical, right? Vrabel might've missed something because of an obligation. We don't know. He just wasn't there. If I was Ryan Tannehill's agent, I would advise him to show up. That's that's kind of where my mind has gone to answer this question. I would have I would say this year it would be a good I- idea to show up for all of the workouts. I, I look I don't disagree Is with that. Would that so so let me take that a step further. Now that you know how I'm thinking, would you advise Ryan Tannehill to do that? For the first day, no. I I, I would say you better make the second week. Uh, if you want to take this week off and then come back next week or whenever phase two ramps up where there's more things to do here that is worth your time, then I'll get on board with that. Again, 
Like he lives in Florida with his wife and like four kids or whatever they have down there. Why would he fly to Nashville? He only has four, but oh, three maybe. He's a lot. I don't know. Three ish. I don't know. But I think he only has two, but I maybe don't. it's two. I don't know. But they're all blonde. <laughs> yeah, they're all you know, good, like I don't know. the good looking family. They have they do what they do. They have family time. He he sacrificed a lot of family time in the off season in the, in the season, right? For to, to fly to Nashville for a week to do four hours of weightlifting and conditioning to be away from your family in the middle of April, like why? Like, because it's the most critical offseason in your career? But <laughs> that, when, is when they, is when, that a good enough answer? But when the phase two ramps up, show up then when you can do more. When I'm just saying, isn't that a good enough answer? <laughs> you asked the question, that would no, be my that, answer. <laughs> that's, but again, like, Derrick Henry's not there either. Derrick Henry had his... Derrick Henry's not going through the most critical offseason in his career. Uh, you could argue that too. He's not. Well, yeah. Of he Derrick didn't play Henry? the quarterback position. You don't think this is a critical offseason for Derrick Henry's career? It's not as critical as it is for Ryan Tannehill. Okay, but you, that's not what you said. That's not what you said. You said it's not as critical. I said hold on. I literally said right, that. Right, you know, the first thing you said was this is not Derrick Henry's most critical offseason of his career, which I think it can be. It absolutely is. Is it? Yeah. Yes. I Coming think off next of a, year will be. They. This They're year might make next year's decision, next Jack. Year. Huh? This year might make next year's decision. I think it is the most critical offseason of Derrick Henry's career. <laughs> like, that's what it is. I'd have to look at his contract situation. What is there an out after year three? There is an out right now, and then there's an out after that. Like, the, the first opportunity to get out was this offseason. But if there's not an out next year, then the it's first, not as critical. The, the out starts the outs. <laughs> the, the the first out was this offseason. That's when the dead cap changed a the lot. The potential out is now. So Right, that, but then that does, that also means that next year is also easy to get out. Next year is easier to get out than this year. That is just the potential out means when the opportunity to cut the guy starts. That's what potential out means. This is the most critical offseason of Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill's career. Derrick Henry didn't throw three picks in a playoff game. That's true. But this is also his most critical offseason of his career. He didn't throw three picks. I'll stand by this. He is not, it's not as critical. This is, Ryan Tannehill, this is the most important season of his career and the most important season out of all of the Tennessee Titans playing football next year. I don't disagree. that, that, That is impactful. Uh, Jay says, but conditioning is what this team needs with all the injuries from last year. They should all be there. Typically, you know, who is all there, all the guys who are rehabbing injuries. That is who always shows up to voluntary activities is the rehab guys. And Derrick Henry is one of those guys and he is doing his own stuff, which is totally fine. I think this, I like Roy. I gave the love of the show to uh, Diana Orsini, but man, we need it. We need a merch store that we could just, anything we say, we could just throw on a shirt. I like this. He didn't throw three picks in a playoff game. That's a, that's a good, that people would buy that shirt. People would buy that shirt. I think, I think the first week of all uh, voluntary workouts is the most overblown thing in all of the NFL. I don't disagree. I I said it was foul because of the optics. Optics, optics are just optics, man. Like people well, will forget. Uh, optics, if people, like no, no. If you've ever watched Superman, people don't forget. 
super bad. That's what I said. And then you said Superman. Oh, Sound no. like you said Superman. F Superman. He's the worst superhero in Agreed. all superheroes. I agree. Superman is boring. All right. Anyway, let's go ahead and uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and get to trivia. We need a lot of help. We have to go nine and one in Tuesday sports trivia. So we need your help. Let's get this thing rolling. But first, Zach, tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yeah, fbhp.com slash A to Z is where to go to get your new health plan. I did it at the beginning of this year. Better coverage, better rates, better service. Over 200-plus locations in the state of Tennessee. Go to fbhp.com slash A to Z. Get a 30 to 25-minute uh, quote, give or take. You've got to have a health assessment. That's how you get your quote. And then it comes back, and I save 20% per month with this health plan, with Farm Bureau Health Plans, than I did with my previous health plan. Man, it has helped me tremendously. I have better coverage, and I got more money back in my pocket. FBHP.com slash A-T-O-Z. You're muted. I swear I unclicked that. My bad. You did uh, not. Down uh, My bad. Uh, download the BetMGM app today. Use our code ATOZ200. You place a $10 money line wager uh, there, and you win $200 when either NBA team tonight hits a three-point shot. Easy enough there with code ATOZ200. Zach, it is time uh, for Tuesday uh, sports trivia here on the show. So let's get this thing rolling. <laughs> Brought to you by BrentwoodImprint.com, your brand on absolutely anything to elevate your business. Simply go to, again, BrentwoodImprint.com, put your logo on any type of product, whether it's clothing gear, uh, hoodies, t-shirts, polos, pullovers, or any uh, office type of gear that you need, any product you got. Enhance your brand with promotional products with BrentwoodImprint.com. Let them, a locally owned and operated company, elevate your business and brand instead of going some big corporate nationwide company. Just check them out. And they do great work. And you guys, a lot of you guys have used them at BrentwoodImprint.com. So, Zach, it is time for Tuesday Sports Trivia here on the show. Uh, so, we have to go 9-1 and one today uh, to be in order to hit our 65% uh, goal for this 100 questions. So, let's get going. What Major League Baseball player was nicknamed the human vacuum cleaner? What MLB player was named the human vacuum cleaner? Well, it's got to be an infielder. The chat should or, be. Or a catcher. Is it Ozzie Smith? Oh, could be a catcher. Pudge Rodriguez? What Major League Baseball player was nicknamed the human vacuum cleaner? I don't know. Ozzie Smith. Brooks Robinson. We're getting a couple Brooks Robinsons. Ozzie Smith. No, he was Mr. October. No, that's not Ozzie Smith. Who am I thinking of? Uh, Yankees. What's his name? Glasses. I, the chat I, won't get us. Yeah, Brooks. Everybody's saying Brooks Robinson. I have no idea who Brooks Robinson is. Reggie, Reggie Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> I was about to say. That was so weird. I don't know why I just got those. Uh, Brooks. Everybody's saying Brooks Robinson. Ozzy was the wizard. Yes. I knew. The so wizard. you want to go with Brooks? Yeah. Everybody's saying Brooks. Brooks uh, Jackson. Uh, Robinson. Brooks Robinson. Final A to Z. 
Correct answer is Mr. Hoover, a.k.a. the human vacuum cleaner, Brooks Robinson, one of the greatest defensive third basemen in Major League history, won 16 consecutive Gold Glove Awards during his career. Interesting. Okay, 1-0. and um, All right, we've got a multiple choice. What NBA team did Pat Riley play for? The Los Angeles Lakers, the Phoenix Suns, the San Diego Rockets, or all of these? I think it's all of them, right? I mean, he played for the Lakers. I mean, he definitely coached the Lakers. It's either the, it's either the Lakers or all of them. The San Diego Rockets. I mean, Pat Riley was in the era of like, you know, ABA, NBA, and the San Diego Rockets sound like an I think ABA. It's, I think it's all. Same one more time. The Los Angeles Lakers, the Phoenix Suns, the San Diego Rockets, or all of these, which NBA team did Pat Riley play for? I think it's all of them. Let's go all of them, final A to Z. Pat Riley played for the Rockets, Lakers, and Suns during his career. There we go. Okay. 2-0. and All right. Uh, let's – oh, as a player, what team did Pat Riley win an NBA championship with? That's got to be the Lakers. The Suns won one in the 70s, but it has to be the Lakers. But the Suns went to one. Yeah. It's got to be the Lakers. Let's go final it is the Lakers. 1972. NBA championship, Pat Riley won with the Los Angeles Lakers. All right, 3-0. and um, This is going to be a tough one. Which Kentucky Derby winner was ridden by Mario Gutierrez? Multiple choice. American Pharaoh, ORB, Nyquist, or California Chrome? Which Kentucky Derby winner was read, written by Mario Gutierrez? I'm out on this one. American Pharaoh, Orb, Nyquist, or California Chrome? I mean, I know American Pharaoh won. I mean, all three, all four of them could have won. Yeah. <clears throat> so far, uh, Orb no won as well. Scott says his guess is uh, Chrome. We're getting we're making we're getting American Pharaoh and California Chrome as our options as our guesses from the chat. Where California Chrome has probably been the most popular. Now Whitney throws an orb. I don't know. I mean, it's a complete guess. What do you want to lock in? California Chrome. Final A to Z. Well, it didn't matter because Gutierrez won the 2016 Kentucky Derby aboard Nyquist. Ah, he okay. also won 2012 aboard I'll Have Another. He did have another. Which is pretty funny. Yeah. So uh, three and one. All right. We can't no miss anymore. 
No, it's still multiple choice. It's good. Where are the two golf balls astronaut Alan Shepard hit on the moon? Where? Are they still on the moon? National Air and Space Museum, the Kennedy Space Center, or the Smithsonian Institute? Where are the two golf balls astronaut Alan Shepard hit on the moon? Are they still on the moon? National Air and Space Museum, Kennedy Space Center, or the Smithsonian Institute? My, my thought was they're either on the moon or in the uh, Smithsonian. Now, Orlando says, trick question, never went to the moon. <laughs> I think on the moon is, is where everybody's saying. On the moon. You want to lock it in? Violet is he still on the moon. The two golf balls Alan Shepard hit on the moon with a six iron, one that went into a crater and the other one sailed for miles and miles are still there. All right. Four and one. A long drive contest. How many World Series did Babe Ruth win during his 15 seasons with the New York Yankees? Well, 1927. There's no multiple choice on this one? No. How many World Series did Babe Ruth win during his 15 seasons with the New York Yankees? Damn, I didn't realize he played 15 years. I either. We're getting a couple sevens, six from Orlando, eight from uh, Bryce, uh, four from G-Man, Seven, seven's the most. Caleb says definitely seven, and we're getting a lot of seven. So let's go seven. Final A to Z. Now we're getting a lot of fours, but I already locked in seven. Ruth helped the Yankees win seven American League championships Uh, and four World Series championships. You cut out during that, but the answer was four, right? Four. Dang. Seven pennants. How many questions right. is that? We're four and two. So That's we've got one more sports question. Yes. Let's see. Um, ooh, here's one. Barry Bonds. How many times was Barry Bonds intentionally walked in 2004? 60, 0, 120, or 180 times? How many times was Barry Bonds intentionally walked in 2004? 60, 0, 120, or 180? I feel like it's a ton. But 2004 was on the tail end, wasn't it? I mean... Barry was on steroids. He was jacking things out. Right, but like 2002 was his. I think it's either a 120 or 180. I mean, you bat four times a game. You just do the math. It adds up pretty quick. Yeah, one 120. Um, 120. 120 is the most popular answer. Then 180 is probably second. So let's go 120. Um. Uh, Finally, to Z. 
Barry Bonds holds most of the records for intentional walks, including four in a nine-inning game in 2004. Ugh. 120 in a season and 668 in his career. Wow. Okay, so we, we so five and two are sports record. Um, correct. Let's see here. Um, let's go with non-sports. Fetty Wap usually wears the flag of which nation in honor of his daughter's grandmother? What? Fetty Wap, who is a rapper, usually wears the flag of which nation in honor of his daughter's grandmother? Uh, Orlando says Trinidad or Haiti. I was going to say Haiti. Haitian, lock it in. Haiti, Haiti. You want to do Haiti? Yeah, final final A to Z for Haiti. The correct answer is Haiti. All right. That was huge. Good. Um, Let's see here. We've had uh, a lot of this. Um, And it's WAP, too. Not WAP. Did I say WAP? Yeah. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) That that makes me sound bad. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Man, we've had just a lot of these. Sorry. We've had the Halle Berry one. Um, how old was Jordan Sparks when she became the youngest winner of American Idol? I don't know, man. She's got to be, I mean, 17. Seventeen, eighteen, or nineteen. I would say sixteen. How old was Jordan Sparks when she became the youngest winner of American Idol? There's been so many damn American Idol winners, you know, like it's gotten out of hand. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of run its course, right? Like uh, seventeen. Finally, is he? People, people are going 17, lock it in, 17, 17. The correct answer is 17. Okay, seven and two. So now we just get this last one. What was the cost of a U.S. first-class stamp in 1977? What was the cost of a U.S. first-class stamp in 1977? I mean, it's got to be a, a penny, right? I don't even know what it is right now. I don't either. It's got to be a penny. 1977. What was the cost of a stamp? Three cents from Orlando. Scott says 10 cents. That sure seems high. I don't know. Eric says 10 cents. 10 cents? Roger says 13. It's 65 cents right now is what uh, Bryce says. Let's go. I mean, it. 
Royce is 12. Two cents. Drew's going two cents. Lock it in. Okay. Let's go two cents, though, with Drew. <sighs> Drew's wrong. 13. 13. Uh, we did have somebody guess 13. Did we have 13s? <clears throat> yeah. Jill yeah. said 13. And TJ said 13. Um, but it was few and four between. Yeah. So seven and three. We got to get off to a better start. Yep. Which means we, we wrapped up 62% this round. No, 63%. Uh, we got to do better. Yep. All we right. Do Mike, better. Slate's clean. Yep. Start What's next our week. mark? What was we'll our mark this past time? Well, we, it was, at first it was 75%. Then we lowered it to 65% because we had also a terrible start. So we're back to 75%. At 70. These are hard, man. 72. Okay. 72%. Sounds good to me. We'll see you guys tomorrow on a Wednesday. Uh, Buck Rising Live tonight. A to Z Sports Primetime at 8 o'clock. Uh, tonight, Central Time on these same channels you're watching right now. And we'll see you guys tomorrow morning on Wednesday. Appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, adios.